The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father. For he makes his sun rise on the bad and the good, and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do not the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what is unusual about that? Do not the pagans do the same? So be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Gospel of the Lord. If I told all of you to use your non-dominant hand to, like, write your signature right now, like, what do we all think our signature would look like, right? You're probably like a five-year-old or something, right? You know, it's, it's amazing when we get really used to doing something one way. And not a whole lot has changed in, in the way that human nature acts, right? And so is revolutionary as this was for Jesus to say to the people then, unfortunately, it still remains that way. Like, our feeling is to be like, I'm nice to my friends and my team, but I don't like my, my enemy, right? But for years, we've had this gospel, and we still struggle with that. So it, it's a retraining. It's like writing with our other hand until it's as clear and, you know, good as the other, as the other hand that we write with. And we really have to train ourselves and teach ourselves how to do that. The, the very last part of this gospel con- concludes with what many people think is the dumbest part of Christianity, right? Is they're like, you mean that you try to be perfect knowing that in this life you'll never be perfect? It's like, yes, that's exactly what I mean, right? You know, but the, the short-sightedness of that for a lot of other people is they can't see beyond the world that we're living in now. The reason that we believe in that is because there is something beyond. There's something greater. And if you're stuck in just this world, then you will always have a problem with that idea of pursuing being perfect like God is perfect. You'll be like, well, I'll never measure up, so I might as well just like aim for a lower bar, right? Like I said yesterday, the bar of Jesus, he's constantly elevating the bar for those that follow him to something far greater than the norm or the standard situation that we find in the world. So, you know, how can we do that? Just think of something like World War I. World War I works really well because there were the trenches, right? And so, you had the enemy over there on the other side of the trench. And in that side of the trench, they all like each other. They all help each other, and they all die for each other. And what does Jesus say about that? He said, what's unusual about that? <laughs> you know, he's just like, what's so unusual about them over there liking each other? Everybody does that. Even like a whole bunch of mobsters are like on the same team. 
It's just like they're on the wrong team, but they're on the same team, right? And so we have to realize that what would it be like to be on this side of the, the trench and actually be praying for the other people over there? The very people that are trying to kill you. That's exactly what, it's not like kind of what Jesus is saying. It's exactly what he's saying. Those that persecute you, those who attack you, those are the people that we have to pray for. It's pretty easy to pray for the people that you're with. Um, often people do it very easily. They'll lay down their own life for those people. But will we lay down our life for, for those other folks, the ones that oppose us? The sacrifice of Christ on the pro- cross is for every human being, past, present, and future. All those people that opposed him, you know, the very people that, that he died at their hand were the same people that he prayed for and forgave, even in the moment of it happening, right? It's not an easy thing to do, but it's truly a retraining of the way that we act. I, I've been truly doing, trying to do this my, myself. So think about it like this. I don't know. You're sitting there and you're watching the news. And somebody on the news, whoever it might be, is agitating you greatly by their words, by their untruths, by, by all their philosophies, and, it, and you could feel your blood pressure rising. Maybe you're even yelling at the TV, even though they can't hear you or whatever, right? It's just like that agitation. What if we retrain ourselves when we start to feel that anxiety to allow that to be the trigger to pray for the other person? If we do that enough, we take something that's a bad habit and then we actually transform it into a virtue. So this is literally the way I've been trying to do it for for me, for Father Peter, for myself, is that when my mind starts to go in that place, I'm starting to recognize it nearly immediately. And I pray the Hail Mary instead. Absolutely just replacing like the meanness that I want to put out into the world with an actual prayer for the person in the moment throughout the day. And then we start to notice something unbelievable. You become more and more and more like Jesus. That all of those little anxieties and agitations that happen throughout the day, think of how many, how many prayers that actually adds up to. And, and not only does it pray for the other side, but it purifies our own hearts. Our own hearts and our own intentions towards those that actually oppose us, those that persecute us. Because, I mean, we're trying to have literally the heart of Jesus, the heart of Mary. We're trying to purify every aspect of ourselves so that when we die, we can actually be in the presence of perfect love. The whole concept, the whole existence of purgatory is there for those of us that haven't learned to love perfectly yet. It's truly a gift, but it's not, you don't want to go there. Again, Jesus is raising the bar. Shoot for heaven, not for purgatory. We joke about it sometimes, right? Oh, I'm just hoping to get into to purgatory or whatever. No, shoot, shoot for heaven. Shoot for being there. But to do that, though, we say purgatory is the purifying fire of God's love. That means all those little aspects of not loving people, not loving our enemies, throughout that life have to be burned off of us. They say like when you put 
some sort of a metal inside of a crucible, right? You heat it up and you heat it up, and all the pure part of the metal, like gold, stays in that one spot, and all the impurities float to the surface, and then they skim it off. And until all that evil stuff is actually burned off of us, we could never be in the presence of perfect love. That's why purgatory is there. But the more we can do that on this earth, that's who we call saints. If we do that on this earth, then the moment that we die, the way that I always put it is this, we'll have so little earth left on our bodies that we just go straight to heaven. It's a cleansing of our life here on this earth. And so we have to. It's, it's what the Lord calls us to, to pray for those who oppose us. But we have to start learning how to write with the other hand to do that. God bless you all.